it's that feeling of just like never feeling like you're you're good enough like it's the Mm -hmm. same sort of thing it's like i still sell myself short of being a videographer right after three years of videography i don't know like what it is i'm just like i don't know i'm just bad at like selling myself anyways and i think like when you first start out like Mm -hmm. like as a as a videographer like whatever like what when i was doing before this like i was actually at a nine to five job Mm -hmm. that's where i met you that's where we met Uh, that's where we met and um you know the transition from that to like owning your own business is is incredible like it's yeah. it's really there's it's just very overwhelming it's mm-hmm. a lot and you suddenly have to learn how to sell yourself hey what's good my creative homies welcome to for creativity's sake i'm your host jasmine q and today's guest is one of my close friends and fellow filmmaker and editor charlotte Facker. Charlotte moved all the way out to Austin from Boston right before a pandemic struck to chase her creative pursuits as a filmmaker and editor. In recent months, she has made the leap to completely freelance after a history of taking corporate jobs that she was never satisfied with. In this episode, we talk all about the realities of being a freelance creative from both her journey and mine, what we've learned, what we still struggle with, as well as a little bit of what it's like being a woman in the creative industry. If you're thinking of doing freelance work or you're already freelancing, I think that you'd freaking love this episode. So let's run that ish back. Welcome everyone to another episode of For Creativity's Sake. I'm your host, Jasmine Q. And today's episode, we have a good friend of mine, Charlotte. How are you doing today, Charlotte? I'm good. I'm good. You look a little nervous. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you nervous? Why are you nervous? I don't know. Just being on camera is just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And then also my voice getting recorded. <laughs> so you don't like being recorded at all? No. I mean, I'm, I tend to be behind the scenes a lot of You're the time. You're behind. Yeah. You are definitely behind the scenes yeah. a lot of the time. But so yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to push myself to get out of that box. So. Yeah. You need to get in front of the camera I got to get in front of the camera. That's, gotta, what That's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, I'm glad yeah. that you're here. Thank yeah. you for joining us. And thank you so much for being on the podcast and for every other episode that we've done. Charlotte has actually been the one to help me record the video for it. So shout it's a out grueling to, task. It is a grueling task. It is really difficult. And I always thank you for doing it. So I mm-hmm. appreciate you. Appreciate you always, a lot. Always, always, always. But anyways, let's get, let's get down to business, shall we? Are you all ready? Right. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> let's get down to business. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, let's give the, the listeners a little context as to who you are and what you do. All right. So my name is Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes my name is charlotte um i'm a videographer and editor um Mm -hmm. and i have been doing videography for the past what three years now two two and a half years i think Mm -hmm. um wow yeah two and a half years and then i've been editing for much longer i've actually been editing for um ever since i was in ever since i was in middle school really like i just loved editing like i just Mm -hmm. it's always been something that like i did all throughout like anytime like i wanted to some downtime like that's what i would do i would just like focus on editing like whatever it was like and so um i have experienced both those things and i i do a lot more editing because i'm more comfortable with it but i also do videography and Mm -hmm. I mean, you're very good I, at both. I'm good at, I'm good at it now. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. sell yourself short. I'm not going to sell myself short. You're, I'm a good know? videographer. Yeah. You are a, you are yes. a very, very good yeah. videographer, and you are an incredible editor. Like, Thank you. Honestly, like way better than me at this point. Like, Don't, don't sell yourself ooh, short. <laughs> she said don't sell yourself. Okay, okay. But, okay, so I, I really wanted to have you on the podcast because I honestly feel like a lot of our conversations should be mic'd up anyways, because I feel like, so you and I, we always get into these really, you know, in-depth conversations about what it's like to be a freelancer and what it's like to do video and what it's like to edit and things about clients and all that. So we talk about all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of what we go to each other for, especially are these moments in time where we feel like we are just not enough or Mm -hmm. we're just like, not like... I guess I would call it imposter syndrome. Yes. So yeah. you- I definitely suffer from <laughs> imposter syndrome. Charlotte. You can already tell. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I just think I, you know, the other day we were having a conversation. What was it like two days ago or something like that? I don't know. We always have I conversations. I don't know what we're talking about. So <laughs> we always have these conversations about how 
you know, sometimes you, you'll come to me or I come, I come to you and we won't feel like we are worthy of doing this certain thing or we question our skills like constantly. And I know that you've come to me a couple of times too. And especially when it comes to money and when, it's, especially when it comes to pitching projects to clients, you know, there's been some times where you've come to me and you're like, I just don't feel comfortable charging like a higher amount for my work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why, why is that? I think, um, I just, it's, it's that feeling of just like never feeling like you're, you're good enough. Like it's the mm -hmm. same sort of thing. It's like, I still sell myself short. I'm being a videographer right, after like, three years of videography. I don't know like what it is. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just bad at like selling myself anyways. And I think like when you first start out, like, mm -hmm. like as a, as a videographer, or, like whatever, like what, when I was doing before this, like I was actually at a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. That's where I met you. That's where we met. That's yep. where we met. And, um, you know, the transition from that to like owning your own business is, is incredible. Like it's, yeah. it's really, there's, it's just very overwhelming. It's mm -hmm. a lot. And you suddenly have to learn how to sell yourself. And I've never been that type of person. Like, yeah. I'm like more, you know, I just tend to be more humble. <laughs> Are you saying that? I don't want to say, I don't want to say I'm humble because I feel like that doesn't, <laughs> that's not the right word. That's but right I just word. tend to be like, just, I don't, I, I don't like selling myself. Like, I don't like bragging about myself. Like, I just. I feel like you downplay yourself I downplay a lot. myself a lot. Yeah. Why yeah. though? I don't know. I, I, it's just like in me. It's just like my nature. <laughs> but I think, yeah, being someone who is that type of person, mm -hmm. like, it's definitely really hard to sell yourself. And I think you just get into this mindset that it's like, well, you know, it, you know, you end up, you also end up comparing yourself to other people, I think. Yeah. And like, I think that I have just never felt like I was good enough for like, you know, I, and also just like, I, I also worked at Starbucks for a period of time, like right before this, like I was yeah. getting what, like nine fifty an hour. <laughs> So it's like, wait, what? That yeah. rep project is worth a thousand dollars? Like that, yeah. like kind of like a shock, two minute to you. video. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's it's definitely something that, and I think when I first started too, like mm -hmm. I definitely charged, and I know you did too because I remember your rates. Like you yeah. were way lower. I was way way low. Way way low. Yeah. And I think for a while because I felt like I was, I still wasn't at that level for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I, st I started selling myself as what you were doing. And then mm -hmm. by the time, like I was doing that, like, I was like, wait, I'm actually, I should be charging more for this because like the amount of time I spent on this and the amount of effort I put into this is mm -hmm. like, why, why is this, why am I getting like nothing for like this right. amazing project that I just did? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, no, but you mean you yeah. do a lot of amazing <laughs> projects and the work that you put into it shows. And I mean, I, I know recently, like you've done a bunch of edits and video projects that are like whoa this is really good and it is very clear that you have a really great sense of like what you're doing and timing and capturing things and editing things and pacing things and like you are very knowledgeable you know what i mean and i think that what's crazy is that yeah when you talk to me like you sell yourself short because it feels like you th because you think that you don't have like years of freelance experience that that makes you less good at what you do. Is oh, that yeah. true? That's definitely true. I think it's like just in like, just like not so long ago, like literally earlier this year. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, I was freelancing like part-time, but like at this point, like I'm full-time. And so mm -hmm. just getting fr from like part-time to full-time, it's just a very big transition. Like, right. I think it's, you know, it's feeling like when you're doing it part-time, it's like, all right, well, it's like a side thing, whatever. And now it's like, no, this is like my real job. This is my career. Like yeah. I have to take this much more seriously. Mm -hmm. um, not, not that that's not a serious <laughs> thing, <laughs> yeah. but like, this is, this is my income here. Like right. this is so anyway. Yeah. I kind of forget your question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Everyone who gets on the podcast, I'll ask them a question. They'll ramble and then they forget what yeah, I asked initially, uh, but no, we're still on track here because I just, yeah, I, I think my, my question was like, yeah, why, I guess the general question is like, why do you down your, downplay yourself so much? And I said to you that, you know, I feel like it's because you don't have that many years of freelance experience. You, you think that that means that your actual work that you produce is not worthy of a higher price point when yeah. in reality, it's like your work is just as good as my work. Mm-hmm. I've been freelancing for like two and a half years and you just started freelancing like 
this year. So I think in your mind, it feels like you don't deserve to be charging more money than you're charging, right? Yeah, because I think, you know, the more experience you have, like the more you feel qualified, right? Yeah. So it's not that I don't have the experience, but I think it's the experience in freelancing itself. Like just feeling like, oh, like I haven't done as many projects, right? So I don't, I don't, I haven't earned it. You know, I think that's what it is. But I've also, I have done a bunch of projects at this point. So, <laughs> so what the hell is I mean, wrong with like, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. is there really like, I feel like I'm, I'm almost setting like, like a, a limit for myself. It's yeah. like, oh, so once I get to like 50 projects, I can charge this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to put some like weird number on it or something to um, feel, to feel justified, justified. Yeah. Or qualified. So you don't believe that but, the quality of your work should justify like the quality and the level of understanding that you have of video and how to capture people and how to capture people's businesses. I think you do a really good job at that. And I think that that skill in itself is so valuable and worthy of a lot of money, yet you seem to not be thinking of it that way. You seem to be thinking of it in like a time aspect, like because I haven't been doing this for X amount of years and because I don't have X amount of videos in my portfolio, I do not feel worthy of asking someone to pay me an exponentially higher amount of money than I would initially ask them for. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly it. And like, it's, it's this cycle it's, and it's, it's, it's something that's very hard to break out of. I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at it. Mm -hmm. I'm getting better, but it's definitely something that I, I am working on. Yeah. You know, I Um, mean, that's something that I've had to work on too. Yeah. Like just feeling uncomfortable does charging a, a higher amount of money just make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And then also just worrying about like, you know, because I just started like, I, I have less clients than, you know, people that have been doing this for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful about the projects that I'm taking on and make sure that like, I'm not like, I'm not going to scare them away. Like if I say a price, like I'm worried that they're going to be like, oh no, like I, I'm, I can find something you know, this similar yeah. for much less. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, th- I think yeah. it's just a worry about like, you know, I am an adult and I pay rent and mm-hmm. I have bills and mm-hmm. like, and I need to put food on the table. Right. <laughs> and right. you know, if you're, if you don't have any other side job, which is what I've all, you know, for at the beginning of this year, that's what I, at least I, like, even if I wasn't making enough with freelancing, at least I had that. Like I had some kind of steady income right, going you had, on. You had your, your Starbucks yes. gig going on. Yeah. And then even before this, like the year before when I was part-time freelancing, I was living in my parents' house. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, I had rent free. So yeah. suddenly it's like, oh shit. Like I actually, <laughs> I, have, to, <laughs> yeah. I have all these bills and yeah. like, I actually like can't fuck around. Sorry. I don't know yeah. about what. No, you can this. swear. Yeah. You but can yeah, swear. I can't fuck around. So it, yeah. it's just, I think it's just one of those things that mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm living as comfortably as yeah. I can. I don't want, you know, I, I've never been that comfortable, but at right. least not, not worrying about when the next paycheck is coming or yeah. anything I mean, like that. You and took a really, really big leap. And I think that there's a lot of people who either were in your position or are thinking about getting into your position and are scared to, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have the same similar story. They work a nine to five job and they are either scared to jump ship and completely freelance and transition, or they've already done it like myself. Um, But there's a lot of people who are in a nine to five job that they might hate and they want to think about doing freelance. So I know that you're still pretty new to it, and you've kind of just that whole transition for you has happened this year. Mind you, it is 2020 COVID season. So that's not fun. But so how have you what would you how would you describe your experience transitioning from having a nine to five job and then you transitioned into having a little part-time Starbucks gig. So you kind of did a little gradual transition here kind Mm -hmm. of. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it, it was, I, I, I wonder, I do wonder like what things would have been like had COVID not happened because obviously that was a huge Mm -hmm. factor in my decision to end up, you know, full-time freelancing. Right. Um, like before I think just having that like nine to five, job I like had this idea in my head that like I was gonna like I I was gonna work 4 4 a.m to 12 (laughs) p.m and then I would have time for freelancing and it's like what when when would I sleep (laughs) you know (laughs) 
<laughs> like yeah. when would I get a wink of any kind of sleep? Rest, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it was just like <laughs> wanting to like, cause I, I'm very passionate about, about this stuff. Yeah. And like, I just wanted to make it happen, but I also needed money. So I think that was when I, when I realized that that wasn't going to be a thing. Like I, I started these shifts. I would do 4am to 12pm and <laughs> I would get home and I would, fall asleep yeah. <laughs> and yeah by the time I felt like by the time I woke up it was pretty late in the day and like most people were like almost done with work and it's yeah. just like and it's just like I just had no motivation to live that type of life like mm-hmm. it's just too much it's it's too much um and so when COVID happened um I had an opportunity um as a gig economy worker um to gather some unemployment mm-hmm. and kind of make that transition of, um, you know, making sure I had some kind of income while also, you know, starting out uh, full-time freelancing. So I think that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I do wonder like how things would have been like if COVID hadn't happened. And I I know that I would have taken that transition eventually to do full-time freelancing because like clearly that was that life wasn't going to work for me yeah but i it's interesting i don't know like how different things would have been yeah well how what have you learned so far about freelancing what about you know, a lot <laughs> there's so much involved yeah it's, it's crazy because like i don't think people don't realize if you're a one-man show and we've had a lot of conversations about uh-huh. this like if you're one man show you're doing you're doing everything you're doing you're setting up the camera you're doing audio you're making sure it's recording like yep. you know you, you have to make sure all the settings are right and <laughs> like audio like that's a huge thing too like how many times you have you and i off? both fucked up the audio on a gig yeah we both have fucked up audio yeah. um it, and you know it happens <laughs> it's so it, it's it so happens. bad it happens. it happens and and i I got I have a 8 Sodi A6300 and I, I don't know if people know this but there's no headphone jack whoever yeah. has a Sodi A6300 there's no headphone jack yep. so you cannot monitor audio you cannot you possibly eat. monitor audio <laughs> yeah. on my type of camera yeah so um now you know whenever I have to do another audio gig I'm gonna have to borrow someone else's and you know that's another thing but I think just there's just it's you know I think a lot of people feel like think like who aren't doing this like they're like oh well you know they just came up with the camera and they're just pointing it in front of their like someone's face it's not that there is just so much involved and there's so so much much. stress like i mean even just you the other day like how you were talking about like we we both have talked about this about how or we both have felt this Mm -hmm. about like worrying about like even though you you know like you have everything right like you've done the project it looks good what are they gonna think it looks good yeah. you know because after like seeing an edit over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again you start to right see something else you're yeah. like is it, you just start to question it and i know we both have as both editors yeah um, i mean it, it, it takes it takes a toll on you and i don't think people realize i mean okay well here's the thing like freelancing is great and i think that we both enjoy our our freedom that we do have in freelancing and i think we both enjoy the challenge and we find what we're doing right now more fulfilling would you say that it's more fulfilling than what you're doing before oh yeah oh yeah but yeah, yeah but you know on the flip side of that yeah i don't think a lot of people know like what it truly takes like to be a freelance creative and to do it right you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, of course there's not like a wrong and right way to do anything, but like eh, when you're kind of running your own business, like a lot of us don't know how to run our own business and we don't even realize like the amount of things that we need to worry about, like on our own, you know, and, and working alone as a lone wolf creator and getting gigs and going on set. And it's just you and you're thinking about 20 million different things at one time it's freaking hard, you know? Oh yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't even talk about, you know, all you have to do, all we have to do with like, like the before consultation and right. then, like moving money around and just it's, everything. It's There's a just, mess. It's a dude. mess. It's yeah. a mess. It is. It's it, a one man show is, is a really, really tough thing. It is really hard. hard. It is really yeah. hard. But what has been, so what is, what has been kind of one of the things that you, what's one key thing that you've learned? in the past like two months of freelancing is there like okay. any standout thing that you're like yeah holy snap i i definitely learned that um i think um 
I I mean, definitely like always be always make sure that you're hundred percent prepared. Like I've had mm-hmm. equipment failures yeah. <laughs> recently and for some reason I just thought that I could you know you I, wing I, it. I, I, wing it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Um but I think it's it's very serious. Like when you're again, when you're a one man show, like you're solely responsible. And if something happens, mm-hmm. it's on you. Mm-hmm. Um and like making sure you realize that and you know, taking accountability and, you know, like I think yeah, I've, I, I don't even know if I could pinpoint one thing that I've learned. Past, there's just so many so things. Much. I've learned so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a ton to learn about freelancing. I don't, yeah, I think it's true that a lot of people don't really know what it takes until they kind of like dive head first into it. And I think it takes literally diving at first, falling flat on your ass sometimes. Like there have been times where like we both have just been in a shithole because we both have just been like, I just messed up this gig and I'm going to cry about it now. And I just did this and I did this and this client's not happy, you know? So I think in my, okay, the next, the next question that I would like to ask you is how, how do you deal with the setbacks? Cause there's a lot of anxiety involved and there's a lot of setbacks and there's a lot of dealing with failure when you're a freelancer. Like how have you been able to deal with some of those setbacks? Cause there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I have been very lucky because I get to learn alongside great people. Like mm-hmm. obviously what are your, you're one of my closest friends. So mm-hmm. I constantly go to you because <laughs> yeah. I need reassurance and you obviously get it. So yeah. I think, um, you know, just having a support system like you, John, you know, like anyone who's, you know, people thrive, our thrive team, like mm-hmm. everyone is just so helpful and supportive and I think just having, you know, people that can just sit you down and be like, you know, it's okay. Everyone, everyone messes up. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, I've done the same thing. Like it's, it's just a learning process and just, you know, like, I know, like I came to you like literal (laughs) tears (laughs) (laughs) because I was so frustrated and so upset and, you know, just like having you comfort me and being like, you know, it's okay. Like I've done like even worse. Like I remember you literally forgot your camera one time and I had to bring you mine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just knowing that like I have people on my side that get it Mm -hmm. and you know, I think that's, that is huge. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's essentially what I set out to accomplish, like with this podcast, even because I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people are out there teaching you how to do things and they're teaching you, you know, and they're giving inspiration and motivation, which is great. And I hope that this, this podcast does that too. But I also, like, I think it's also important to like literally sit down with, with people and to share these experiences with people of how hard it actually is because i don't think a lot of people talk about how hard it is like and and the things that you kind of have to go through and the fact that everyone goes through it because that's another thing that i feel like fuels our imposter syndrome is when we mess something up you know you and i both have messed things up we've had clients that haven't been happy with us sometimes and that just triggers like this spiral of like well, I'm not good enough and I can't charge this much money because I made a mistake and like, oh my God. And I, it's just incredible how universal that is though. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. it, it just, it feels, I mean, just to know that like other people have experienced the same thing that like, you're not alone. And cause it does feel like, you know, again, you know, being a one man show, being a freelancer, like it's, it's you, it's just you. Mm-hmm. So like, just like having, knowing that other people that are in the same position as you have done the same thing. Like, you know, I think it's just, it's just something that mm-hmm. like we can relate with and, you know, I, I, it definitely helps just knowing other people that are in the same fields. Yeah. So, getting that support system. Getting that support system. How I would mean, you, huge. how would you suggest for someone who's maybe someone who wants to go freelance or someone who's kind of feeling like they don't have that support system would do you have any advice for how they can find a support system? Cause I feel like you've been pretty good in finding just finding people even like, I don't know. I mean, I know that we met because we worked at a mutual job, but I feel like you always do keep up with people in order to learn from them in order to have that support. Like, you know what I mean? So how would you suggest that people find that support system that they need? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely, um, you know, putting yourself out there. I mean, I, I, I know that you tell me all this all the time, but you know, just reaching out to people, um, mm-hmm. and 
I I mean maybe I like yes I'm I'm good at keeping up with people yeah but it's I completely understand you know it's definitely hard to look like look for that because like what exactly are you looking for like right i feel like we like we found each other very naturally like we just worked together and right we got kind of lucky yeah we got lucky um but i think you know like join our thrive group <laughs> like yeah. that's huge like yeah you know those types of things like online groups that were just communities um mm-hmm. you know literally just research film communities and see what you can get um because mm-hmm. i think you know, it, it, it's just such a important thing. Like, I think if you don't have that, then, you know, I would say, you know, do your research, reach out to people on Instagram. There's tons of creators on Instagram, like wherever you are. Like, that's the nice thing about freelancing is like, it doesn't really matter where you do it. Like I grew up, like, I mean, I went to college and like the expectation at college was, I was film school. So Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, you're going to be either in New York or LA. And I was like, well, what if I don't want to be in New York? Yeah, family, you know? yeah. Um, and it, you know, with this type of thing, like you don't need to be anywhere. You can be wherever. Um, right. and there's going to be people around. So yeah. there's always going to be creators around. Mm-hmm. So I think just reaching out, finding groups, you know, going on social media and just doing yeah. your research. Like, yeah, I mean, putting yourself out there is huge. And yeah, yeah, I want to dive a little bit more into putting yourself out there, but. We're going to take a quick break right now because I'm going to do some camera stuff. But quick break. We will be back with Charlotte and stay tuned. What's up, everyone? Thank you guys for tuning into the episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. If you guys want to follow us on social media, please go to at for creativity sake on Instagram. Also, you can follow my personal page. I am actually way more active on my personal page, and that's at Jasmine underscore Q j-a-s-m-i-n-e underscore q i appreciate you guys thank you for listening and we'll be right back Alrighty, everyone we are back from our short short break and we are back here with charlotte and yes i want to dive a little bit more into putting yourself out there um i know that that's a struggle for a lot of people and when you do take the leap into freelancing or if you do want to get paid for your work it's kind of a given that you kind of have to put yourself out there a little bit. Um, I know for you, given the scenario of COVID and that you couldn't really even go anywhere, that was really difficult. But how are you, how are you finding ways now to kind of put yourself out there more? I know it's a little hard. I know that you've said that you kind of struggle with that a little bit. You know, why do you feel like you struggle a little bit with putting yourself out there? I've just been, I've always been the type, like I, you know, my family's like this, like we just are not really social media savvy. Like, like literally, you <laughs> what like, are you, I'm, like, I'm literally Charlotte? a grandma on Instagram. Like I literally yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Um, and I think because of that, like I just had this mindset, like, oh, like I don't really need to use social media, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just see like how helpful it's been. Like, I know that like a lot of people are sour towards it, but it's like, especially with like what we do, like mm-hmm. it's extremely like useful Mm -hmm. um and i'm i'm realizing that and you know i think just being able to follow creators and i you know i think even just you know sending them a little message saying like hey i really liked you know that like whatever post you you created or you know and i'm and i'm I'm getting better i'm like i'm still i'm still trying but it's definitely been a a process to to sort of put myself out there and and just you know be you know because i i think just it's like it's hard when you don't when it, like social media is different than like in person i've just always been better with like in person things yeah um, but i think that you know there's you like anyone can learn this stuff and mm-hmm. it just it might take me a little bit longer but yeah <laughs> um, well, that's okay though. but i'm getting there yeah yeah, yeah. it's totally okay yeah. to take take the time you need but to know that like that yeah it's so it's it's gonna be a learning curve to do anything and i think that that's a really big thing that we need to remind ourselves of that there is going to be a learning curve to everything that you do and we shouldn't beat ourselves up for that but we also need to be aware that like okay i know that there's a learning curve to these things so let me keep trying at it until i gain more of the confidence you know that i need to do things um but other than that, I mean, let's talk a little bit about 
about the whole confidence thing, you know, because I know mm-hmm. we, we we hit on it a little bit in the beginning of the conversation, like having the confidence to like charge yeah. more money, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, like something like that, like, because I feel like that is a really big thing that we, we as in creatives, people who do freelance work, people who do art, we often lack the confidence to stand up for ourselves, um, especially when it comes to working with clients, especially when it comes to charging more money. Um, we don't have the confidence in us for some reason because of that crazy imposter syndrome and that crazy comparison. And, you know, I think a lot of it, do you think that a lot of it comes from like social media? Like the, like the, like the, the fueling of the imposter syndrome. Do you mm -hmm. feel like a lot of that comes from social media for you? Yeah, I do. Definitely. Definitely. Because I mean, when it comes to Instagram, everyone like, when you scroll through Instagram, you're only going to be seeing people's best work. Like, mm-hmm. how often do you ever see, like, anyone who, you know, like, like if you, anything you put on Instagram, it's going to be something you want to show. So, yeah. of course, everyone's flexing. Like, yeah. It, and, of course, like, and I'm such a victim to this, but I, like, <laughs> I just start comparing myself. I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. I'm yeah. never going to, I'm never going to be able to do this. Yeah. Like, I suck. Yeah. Uh, so I 100% think it is mostly social media that, it, you know, causes causes a lack of self-confidence. Oh, and, of, yeah. you know, I think it's like I follow a lot of creators and mm-hmm. a lot of them are very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've also been might have been doing it longer. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's it's easy to sort of get stuck in in a hole and just see something and be like damn like I'm just never gonna measure up I'm just never gonna and I you know it's been really cool for me like to see you too because mm-hmm. like when I first met you like you were you know you definitely were not doing what you're doing now yeah you know yeah, for sure um like and to see how you progress and I remember mm-hmm. you were you were looking at YouTube videos like and being like damn like I'm never I'm never gonna be able to do this like mm-hmm. and, and just putting yourself down like immediately without even like you know trying mm-hmm. and I think I think we both it's it's definitely really easy to just sort of to do that and then feel like oh you know and just and never never end up doing it like because it's it's just something you're like I'm just never gonna get there and Mm -hmm. I you know I think um we have to realize that everyone is on their own learning path and Mm -hmm. like you like this person that was doing this is not who you are and they have a different journey and they've learned a different way or maybe have been doing it longer or Mm -hmm. whatever like and I think we just have to remember that. And I'm, you know, I'm realizing that too. I think I'm, yeah. I've been comparing myself less to other people because yeah. I do think that it's something that's it's really easy to fall into like right. with everybody and like not even just with like what we do, just everything. Everything in general. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, look at their life. It's so nice. And mine is not, you know? Exactly. It's exactly. definitely a big old hole that we fall yeah. into. Like I think there are a lot of pros for us having social media, yeah. but you know, there are, are, it comes with cons and yeah unfortunately everyone kind of suffers from that but we Mm -hmm. just have to remember like how to like just realizing that like there's you know it that person is not the same as you you know Mm -hmm. like they are on a completely different journey yeah so that's interesting so do you ever feel like do you ever feel like you well i'm trying to gather my thoughts here for a second because (laughs) (laughs) well because I think it's really cool because when do you ever see like two female creators like in a room together who work closely together, like killing it? Like, I feel like that's also kind of rare. Like, it's not rare, but it's not for some reason. It's just not seen as much, you know? And I think it's really cool that, you know, we're both out here killing it. And I know plenty of other, you know, female creatives who are out there killing it as well. But do you think that that ever... Because I know that I feel like sometimes women feel a little bit even more of the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes, at least in my personal experience, I feel like sometimes I'm never going to measure up to like the knowledge and experience of a, of a man Mm -hmm. because, you know, I see all these people on YouTube and like most of them are men like, you know, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, who's going to listen to me? Like, and then I have that negative ass thought in my head. That's like, who's going to listen to me? I'm, I'm a woman yeah it's so sad it's really sad like and even like when i was in film school like that was another thing like i was so outnumbered yeah all male all men around like i was Mm -hmm. like 
Like, I don't, it, it doesn't really make sense to me either because, like, Yeah, aren't we supposed to be more creative than men? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, like, and I do wonder, maybe there are, like, mm-hmm. many, like, other women that just, like, maybe have the same kind of passions or interests that they just don't feel like they can, they can do that because they're not a man. Like, I don't know. I just wonder, like, why, why are we out now? I don't like, know. It doesn't really, it's not really a... a f- male thing like I, you, I just don't do you ever question yourself when you're on like if, if you were ever on set or like if you're ever working with like a big group of guys do you ever feel oh, like yeah. you you can't speak up as much oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. like because i feel that all yeah. the time yeah because like, men tend to be more dominant and mm-hmm. i'm already not a very dominant person <laughs> so so yeah i mean anytime a man just starts taking control i'm just, and i'm not i'm not very submissive like that's not who i am either but yeah like it's like okay well you know I guess I'll just shut up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole mindset that we have, like being a female that, that we, that, you know, this is men's uh, like, why, I don't know, like why, why we think they have more, we, yeah. more credential or something. Yeah. Or like they know better than we do. It's very sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, what's interesting is like, because cause even myself, like, I think that I'm pretty, I'm a pretty like, dominant personality i would say but i even get really like when i'm on set like this even happens with my close like my close guy friends like i don't know why i don't know what did like i don't know if it's just like a very societal ingrained thing programmed in me that i haven't been able to shake yet but i find myself sometimes like working alongside other guys and i feel like what i have to say is not as valid Mm mm-hmm I don't know why, because it's not like they say anything to me. It's not like they make me feel that way usually, because usually the guys that I work with are pretty awesome. They're Mm -hmm. nice. They're great. But it's like this freaking crazy thing in my head that's like, I feel like I don't have as much knowledge as the dude next to me who's saying his suggestion and I'm saying my suggestion. Yeah, it's crazy that you even feel that way, because like, obviously, I mean, you're you're very talented and we're both very talented and we shouldn't, we're both killing we it. We shouldn't put ourselves down just because like the male is taking over, you know, <laughs> the, and male. I, the male, <laughs> but I do think like, I, it's sad because it's not even just in film. I mean, there's plenty of other, yeah. you know, like career paths that, you know, it's, it's most like male dominated mm-hmm. and just, or that societal, like, you know, just men are the more dominant one and females should just shut mm-hmm. up, you know? Yeah. And it's it's definitely like I wish there were more female creators out there. Like it's crazy that we barely know any. Right. Well, like, that's what I think female. is so weird because it's like, okay, I don't think that it being creative is not something that's like more masculine yeah. or more feminine. So why don't I know many where are they? Do where I just, are they? I don't where know. Where are you? Yeah, yeah. Where, um, the, all, this is a this yeah. is a call to all female creators. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's crazy is I started this podcast with the intention of trying to find more female creatives Mm -hmm. but then it's like the more deeper i go into the creative community here for some reason i just keep only meeting dudes yeah like i don't know why i don't know what it is but it's like where are the where where are the freaking female creatives and like how can we get more banded and like more have more of a community i mean maybe i'm just missing out here in austin maybe i just don't know where they are but i don't know i mean it makes me feel even more appreciative that i met you because uh, yeah it's awesome because like having a really really close friend who's into film and who's also a woman is like what it's a whole different dynamic i feel like i feel like just i don't know why but i feel like it, it definitely is like a whole other dynamic that and we're able to share stuff more vulnerably and we're able mm-hmm. to like say our suggestions and, and you know say our opinions i feel like without without that weird like blanket thing mm-hmm. of like but i don't know why that it like it's it's in it it's almost like it's in our nature like it's just like the way that we right it's stupid grew up it, I don't it's, know. it's very it's very sad but yeah yeah i mean i completely agree because i mean like like i said when i was in film school male dominated like mm-hmm. i i don't i don't know why um and, and you know there were not to say that there weren't female creators out there mm-hmm. they were out there um but i think yeah i mean i do think that even even those creators they mm-hmm. still had trouble speaking up you know it's, yeah so it's so I mean, we need we need more female creators yeah. out there. Yeah, we, we do. I mm. think I think I feel like when I do speak up, so like if I'm shooting something 
with a crew and I would feel much more comfortable like speaking up to you versus mm-hmm. speaking up to a man because for some reason I think that men will think that I am being too assertive mm-hmm. or that I I don't know what it is. This is some crazy like crazy thing in my head. I don't know, but regardless you know, I did want to kind of hit on that a little bit because it's not often that I get. Well, have you felt that? I mean, so you you said you think that people are going to think you're more assertive. Right. But yeah. do you, do you, does that actually happen? Like, like, no. or what are the reactions? Is it just sort of like in your head? Or I think it's is in my that, head. You no, know, it's in your head. Why is it in my head like that though? It's just the way that oh, we Oh God, were we're in therapy here now. <laughs> we're in therapy. <laughs> what are we not in therapy? I know, what are we not in therapy? Every time we meet Charlotte and I speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but okay. Anyways, <clears throat> getting back to the whole, you know, the whole thing about freelancing, imposter syndrome, being a creative I know that yesterday we were talking and we spoke a little bit about how overwhelming it was and how we kind of live in this swirl of anxiety, you know, doing what we do because we don't really have a space to, we we don't let ourselves breathe. You know, I know that you said that you went to bed the other night and you were like, I just had so many thoughts, like, because I had this edit that was unfinished and I had this client that I knew that I need to like talk to the next morning, like how (laughs) i know we probably both have not figured it out at all so we can't really give any advice on this we can i bet people can relate though i bet people can relate like what are what are the kinds of things that are what what experiences have you had like coming home and and trying to relax and have some downtime to yourself it's really hard like even even when i like and it's funny because I know that like if I worked like sometimes I I do an you know editing could just be like you know this like mm-hmm. you just get into a hole like you you start editing and you're like suddenly ten hours later or twelve mm-hmm. hours later you're like wait what like what is that <laughs> yeah. was, and you know it's great because we love what we do so mm-hmm. it's not like it's a it's it's not you know I I I still. I would still choose doing that over Mm -hmm. anything else. But I do think like, wow, I just worked 10, 12 hours. And, and then I still, I still feel like the next day, like I still feel like I need to do all this work. And it's just (laughs) legit though. It just never ends. It doesn't end. Like, you know, and sometimes like, like I'll, I'll edit at weird times. Like sometimes I'll go into the night, like, and what I just, I think it's really hard to sort of set a boundary for yourself and, be like, you know, no, like I, I'm going to edit it this time mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put it away. But right. even, even if you do, you still you have still those thoughts. You still have those thoughts. And it really does keep me up at night, it which does. is, is, is hard. Have it's, you ever, <laughs> have you ever gone to bed and all you see in your dreams is like your edit or something like that? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. How haunting is that? <laughs> like, it's pretty haunting. Like you try to rest. Your work. Yeah. No. Exa- yep. Your work like shows up in dreams. Yeah. Like that's dead serious happened to me before. We're like, Oh yeah. Because I mean, when you're editing, you just see an edit over and over and over and over again. So it's, it's ingrained into your brain. And even yeah. when you're done, even when you're done with it, like, like Still. if you like, <laughs> I mean, if you hear a song like oh months later, it's, it's triggering. <laughs> yeah. It is literally triggering. <laughs> like the same song. If you play, use a song that's like a popular song or whatever, or whatever type of song it is. I mean, sometimes like, music bed songs will show up in commercials sometimes yeah and I'm, like, oh. I'm like whoa i know that song I, and you can like almost picture the you're like wait and it was an edit you did like what two years ago yeah like, and i'm like i still know the you edit you still know what yep. it is you yep. still it's just it's and so it's constant like i think it's we're just always working it's haunting it's dude haunting. it is freaking haunting yeah. it is really hard to get those thoughts out of your head yeah and I think neither of us have any answer on we how don't to, have it figured uh, we out. We don't have it figured out because, yeah, it's a legitimate problem. Yeah. Like, we we'll literally will go to bed and I do envy people who work nine to fives for the sole reason that when they get home, they very, more often than not, they just leave work at work and they can like completely shut off their brain, step into their home space and they're like, it is home time now, you know, and even when I separate work from home, I still go to bed literally dreaming about all my work and all my clients and all the things that I have to do. And it's freaking annoying. Yeah. It's terrible. No, I think that's one thing. Like if anything, like the, uh, working a nine to five, like Mm -hmm. experience from that, like if anything, one of the good things about it was just being able to come home and being like, all right, 
that doesn't matter this matters you know <laughs> yeah so i mean i think yeah anyone anyone who does this type of thing like who is not working nine to five and just sort of like is on their own schedule it it's it's like almost like you're just never not working because there's always something even if it's like a phone call like a, a client like wants you to like call them at this time because they don't have another time and, mm -hmm. and it's like okay it's a saturday like yeah, you know like you just yeah. want to you just want to chill and yeah. relax and like you know la mm -hmm. what last week you took a like a gig on saturday and like i know you, you're trying not to do that yeah, but like you still have don't. to sometimes i gotta make compromises mm -hmm. where i'm like well the best content if the best content's gonna come out of a saturday morning then i guess i gotta do it on a saturday morning like but i usually yeah i usually try to set that that boundary for myself you know which we had a whole long podcast about boundaries with matt but yeah it is really really freaking hard to kind of separate things yeah compartmentalize things mm -hmm. for ourselves it is it's very difficult annoying. i i you know if anyone has an answer yeah sadly i don't think there really is yeah. an answer i mean i think it's just sort of something that people who do this are you know i mean there might there are easier ways to like you know like you said but sorry <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was gross <laughs> you had a, the podcast with matt talking about the boundaries yeah. like i think that you know there are ways that you can yeah you know make it not so impossible but i think it's always going to be there yeah, regardless it's definitely hard especially when you first start oh yeah 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 so i feel it like times 10 right now yeah you feel <laughs> times 10 because you're yeah. anxious and you're i think it, it happens even more when you're not sure of when money's coming in mm -hmm. i oh, feel yeah. like if you were to have a stable sense of like i know that every month i'm guaranteed this amount of money i don't think we would go to bed with such anxious thoughts yeah. you know so yeah. you gotta work yourself up to that though it that's what we're here to kind of help people with is to try to get people in that more stable mindset but it's yeah. hard it's hard it's we, hard. we still both struggle with it yeah but if, if anyone else feels that way we feel you because we, uh, we get it we have no way to help you we, but we <laughs> no advice yeah. whatsoever but <laughs> but we understand where yeah. you're coming from yes. but another thing with that is i know you were also talking about how it's hard to manage your day mm -hmm. so as a freelancer you don't really have a schedule you know, you kind of get to make your own schedule. Yeah. How have you been doing with managing your managing your days as a freelancer? <laughs> not, not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Not great. Um, I, I mean, I think eventually, like, I think I will get some what of a footing. Like, I think, you know, for instance, like, I think maybe, uh, um, you know, certain days, like knowing, like, I feel like you sort of do this where you have like a certain days that you do shooting. And like, I think. You know, even if there are exceptions, like, mm -hmm. you know, I think, like I said, there's always going to be, like, a client that's like, oh, I can't do that day. But yeah. I think if you try to, you know, create some kind of mm -hmm. boundaries, like, maybe, like, I think just I just need to start doing something like that. Because right yeah. now it's just, like. All over the place. All over the place. Yeah. And. It's hard, dude. It's hard. It's hard. But it's I think. Hard. Yeah, I think that maybe, like, setting. Yeah, like you said, like, certain days to do certain things. Mm -hmm. I still don't even do this. Like. It's kind of annoying. Like there'll be times where I'm like, all right, Mondays is going to be editing days and Tuesdays is going to be uh, creative days for myself. And then Wednesdays, I'm going to, that's when I'm going to, Wednesday through Friday, I'll book my shoots. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried in the past to like schedule it that way and it just never stays consistent. And it's just like, <laughs> it's difficult. I envy people that have like, you know, that organizational brain, like type one, yeah. type, one personality, type, type, a person a, type A personality. Yeah because like that something i need yeah <laughs> because like i think we operate the same way like we're very scatterbrained and it's really hard to just like stay focused and like just sort of like and even when i do try start doing like one new thing like it i have to it takes a while for me to stick mm -hmm. with it like i yeah. mean how many times i mean i, I know that you do this like <laughs> where it's like i'm gonna start doing this and then all of a sudden it's like what two weeks later you're like i'm like wait wait uh where'd you doing this you're like no i mean not anymore not anymore but, but yeah i mean i think people that sort of suffer from that like i feel like that's i mean especially just being a freelancer like it's you know you have to you have to be able to organize your day you're you're on your own time and Dude, discipline you have to be disciplined you have, you have to you, be disciplined yeah you have to have that discipline mm -hmm. i mean i know that we go into freelancing to like have that freedom and to like feel free and it is nice that some days i can be like you know what today i'm just gonna go out for breakfast with charlotte we're just gonna take a nice little chill morning you have the freedom to do that but i think overall you still need that discipline 
of like structuring your day and having some sort of routine or else if you don't have that system, like it's going to be really hard for your business and your creative, your creativeness to thrive. I love how I just used thrive. all, yeah. <laughs> thrive. Creative thrive. Yeah. yeah, shout out Thrive on Life. Um, shout out for creativity's sake. Yeah, shout out for creativity's sake. But yeah, it's it takes a lot of dif- discipline. It takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of repetition and freaking just going out there and doing it and failing and then learning over and over again. And I mean, props to you. Props to you for going freelance, like literally in the middle of COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird, a big, weird time to do that. But, weird time yeah. to do that. But I think that you're doing a great job so far. Do you think you're doing a good job? I do think I'm, I'm like handling it like pretty well. I, you know, I, I do think like it's, it's, it, like I know that I'm going to just keep growing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, just being where I am right now, like I know yeah. that there's, there's always, I mean, there's always room for growth. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah. With I've been better. I mean, I I've been doing better. Mm-hmm. No, I've yeah. been better. <laughs> You've been doing better. You've been yeah, doing I've better. been doing better. Yeah. So. Well, dope. So for all right. So for the foreseeable future, let's let's do like a little like you know in six months. In six months, mm-hmm. what is a what's a creative goal that you have, and what's a business goal that you have? Oh God. Okay. Oh God, I put her <laughs> on the spot now. Well, it's really hard because I feel like I just live so in the just like i'm just a spontaneous person oh she's so spontaneous spontaneous. guys (laughs) um so at six months um i mean i want to i mean i really do think that um like i need to build i'm I'm building my client network so i just want Mm -hmm. to get to a point where i can feel more comfortable living yeah um, and like not having to worry about not that I'm like not ever gonna have to worry about no. that. but I really I want to get get to a point where I have enough clients that it's like okay I can sleep tonight. So do you have <laughs> you like know? a concrete um, client number, oh or do God. you have a? Come on, we gotta get, we gotta get specific here, or else you're not gonna get your goals right, Charlotte. <laughs> oh God, I don't specifics. know specifics. Six months from now. Six months from now, do you want to have a certain number of clients, or do you want to have a certain type of client, or do you want to make a certain amount of money? You know, I also I'm figuring out my niche right now i want to have more of an idea of like what you know because for a while i was sort of taking everything and it's like right there are certain things i don't actually don't like to do you know so you want to find your niche and so i think i I think i'm already sort of finding it but i do think that like i do i want to have more of an idea of like what type of things i like to do versus what i don't because i already know i already know a couple of things i don't like to do um yeah but um i want to find you know not that it has to be solely that but I, I want to have sort of more of like like an idea for the type of, you know, content that I want to create, you know, because I want to enjoy it. You know, yeah, like I don't sure. want to end up doing videos that that you hate that I hate that because sucks. I'm not <laughs> I'm just not going to put the you're not going to put the, the effort, time, in the effort it. into yeah. it. I mean, like, obviously, I'll do it if mm-hmm. it's a client and I need the money. But it's if I'm not getting the fulfillment out of it, like, why am I doing this? You know, right. Like. I'm doing this because I love it. I don't want to, I was, I was always worried about that when I was young. I was like, I actually almost became, I almost <laughs> got into, I almost became like a psychology major and I probably would have been therapist. <laughs> that, yeah. You would have been, been a good been, ass therapist for sure. <laughs> I probably would have been a therapist sure. if that was, if that was the case. But, um, but yeah, so I, I feel like, um, oh my God, I completely, <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, that was your, that was your business school. No, no, no. Oh, the okay. time is, the time is running. We got, you got two minutes, and 30 two seconds. Minutes. Okay. What's your creative goal? My creative goal. So, yeah. Yeah, so my creative goal, um, my creative goal. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I think I want to, I want to do more projects for myself. Cause I think mm-hmm. that's always fulfilling. Um, I think it's really hard to do that when you feel like you're just overwhelmed with everything. Um, but you know, like for instance, that skate video that I did recently, that was so fun to do, you know, like just sort of like setting time for my, I want to like watch more tutorials and and learn new things because like, I Mm -hmm. love doing that. It's just, I feel like I never have the time and I just feel overwhelmed. So I would Mm -hmm. like to have, you know, by getting more clients, you know, right. and making sure I feel more comfortable, like mm-hmm. feeling like I have extra time to know that I can set aside time to be creative, to be creative. That's sort of, okay. I don't know if I explained that right, but I mean, those are very, those are very broad goals. I know. I'm, you gotta, I'm you gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> she's like, I'm a broad bitch. No, you gotta, 
niche them down. I know, I know. You know, so like your your creative goal, like in order for you to accomplish something, it has to be pretty specific. Don't don't you agree? Yeah. Right. Right. So if your creative goal is like, oh, I just want to have more time for myself, that's pretty broad. Right. Yeah. Like, do you want to? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm putting Charlotte hella on the spot right now. She's like, mm, yes, yes, you're right. I hate you. I hate you bitch. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, is there anything specific that you're like, okay, in the next six months, I want to set the goal of shooting my, of completing a mini doc, or I want to complete a, uh, or I want to write my own short film, or mm-hmm. I want to, you know what I mean? Like, do you have anything that you can specifically be like, I know that I want to do this in the next six months? Like, well, very specific. I mean, I... I'm pushing I, you. <laughs> I'm really testing you right now. You are testing me. <laughs> um, I've been... I At the start of COVID, I started this vi- it, documentary about the virus. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was really fun. It's, it was fun to start, especially because during mm-hmm. that time, every, everything was so weird. Like, yeah. I was like, I need to do something creative right. <laughs> because nothing was happening mm-hmm. like whatsoever like i didn't have any clients i was doing nothing so i was like i need to do something creative because if i don't i'm gonna lose my mind yeah um so i started making this uh, documentary and i really would like i mean i had some setbacks with that um and i would really like to actually finish that because like i even though it's been on the back burner like it's something mm-hmm. that's important for me to do because i've always like wanted to do like i mean i've done like mini sort of minier Minier? <laughs> I've word. done minier documentary. <laughs> that's not a word. No, that is a um, word. Minier. Minier? No. Miniature. <laughs> minier? Minier is not a word. I thought minier was a word. I don't think so. I, mean, I, I think you can look it up. I'll I, look it up I'll after this is over. Yeah. Over. I've done miniature smaller. <laughs> <laughs> You've done miniature shorter. <laughs> shorter shorter documentaries, but I okay. wanna I wanna kind of um you know do a longer piece and you know i've already made a trailer so i definitely should you definitely need to put it out now because you made a trailer so and you know the virus is still relevant even though people like to think it's not (laughs) as we're especially being in texas like yeah um but yeah so i mean i really i would like to finish that all right so she's gonna finish that she's gonna finish her documentary in the next six months i just put pressure on you now i know and she's gonna get that's what I need, though. I need the pressure. She's going to find more of her niche content. She's going to weed out the content that she doesn't want to do. Yeah. All right. Those are your two I'm goals. I'm going to stop taking gigs that I hate. Stop taking those BS gigs, yeah. dude. Yeah. There you go. You got your two goals. All right. Two, goals. two goals. You're ready. Yeah. It you're only ready. took, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it usually takes longer with us. No. <laughs> right. But, yeah. okay. Well, moving forward, where where can people find your your work that you're doing now? So, my uh, my Instagram is at charlotte facker films that's a mouthful to say but um, charlotte facker charlotte charlotte c-h-a-r-l-o-t-t-e and then facker is my last name f-a-c-k-r-e i know it's a really weird name but <laughs> no, that's not weird dude. films uh and then my uh my website is cmfvideo.com so that's where you cmf video yes oh you changed your url i did yeah, oh. and I don't. I want to change my Instagram too, but I feel like it's done too much for that. I don't know. I just feel like oh, she's overthinking it, it now. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> she's overthinking it now. I may change my Instagram handle to, to that. CMF, CMF video. Video. I don't know. All right. I just feel like Charlotte Packer Films was a mouthful, but Charlotte Packer Films. Charlotte Packer Films. It kind of has a ring to it. It? it's aggressive it's aggressive yeah <laughs> too aggressive. No, 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 it works. Okay, but okay, cool. So you've got cmfvideo.com. And yes. you've got your Instagram. And that's it, right? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's All it. right. Well, guys, reach out to Charlotte. Uh, she is out here in the Austin, Texas area. She also goes back to Massachusetts frequently. Well, kind of frequently. And semi-frequently. <laughs> semi-frequently. But yeah, reach out to her. Hit her up. View her work. Her edits are fire. Her videos are fire. She made a really killer skate edit that's on her Instagram page um that i personally love that's like one of my favorite recent edits of yours because like it just was fire i don't know what like the pacing of it and the way you edited it was fire but anyways go follow her go contact her go be friends with her and yeah thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode and we will see you in the next one
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of For Creativity's Sake. If you like this episode, please share it with someone else who might find it useful. And also, if you can, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, it's all good. It's all good. But if you do, yeah, just leave us a review. You don't need an account or anything. But if you find it helpful, please just just share it. it. It means a lot to me. So thank you guys for listening. And yeah, I will see you in the next one.